Oh yeah, Spence. I'm so stoked to be back here once again on our Ventura Forward Podcast, where we're searching for those tasty waves, hot tunes, fun in the sun, righteous food, and all that news across the 805. On this show, we're breaking down those segments with our unique journalistic point of view as we go throughout the 805, Ventura County, and bringing back the information to our awesome listeners. Spence, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm either on the verge of a total blow up in my career and everything great happening or a nervous breakdown. Oh, my buddy. Which I way got, will I go? I have a meeting today at... 12.30, that is going to take the ease off of you. As we know, we have a great relationship building with our number one sponsor, Goodwill uh, Industries and Services, and their wonderfulness of Ventura and Santa Barbara County. So, Spence, the good news about Goodwill is coming in full circle. My daughter's favorite place to shop is stores just like good, Goodwill. So it's nice to be on board with those folks that do great work in the community. When we start promoting events and doing great things with Goodwill, we're going to continue our influencing and starting off with those talking about our sponsors. Ventura Music Hall, Pete's Breakfast House, Johnny's Breakfast is going off always, Identic Smoothies, thank you. I protect. Go get your phone fixed inside the mall. Go to the collection. And we've got so many more. Bombay has been reaching out. We're going to talk with them this week. going to be exciting. Caroni Spence has reached out. Your hard work, my friend, is paying off. The community is seeing that in return. Episode 81 continues the fun with another great guest today. But before, Spence, what's new in the news you want to talk about? Well, there's a certain Roman numeral that is coming back to town that involves skateboards and many other athletic events. This is huge news. It's the second time for X Games. Yep. Whew. Wow. It was such a hit when it came out here. And I knew they had been trying for a few years as with everything, COVID screwed things up. And then they came back and they got it. And it was the worst kept secret, I think, for City Hall. It's like a big, big, it was like taking the Father Sarah statue out. Nobody knows. And there's like 600 people there. Uh, but things like that happen. But it was one of the best events we've ever had on first time success. So we got him back. Uh, the kids are happy. Kids should be happy. Business people should be happy. The community, Visit Ventura dropped. They had over $68 million, I believe, in media funds. I'm not sure how that gets determined, but apparently the money came flowing in from this event. There were a few little snafus. I will say you couldn't see this. Maybe it was too hot. The little kitties didn't have enough. Sorry, God. It's too hot. <laughs> okay? If that's a complaint, we're doing fine. Anyone knows, just like us, Spence, when you throw an event for the first time, there's always a learning curve. Yeah. So let's bring back for year two Let's rock, let's roll, and let's skate the X Games and make ourselves the official home of the X Games. I'm pumped. I'm stoked. X Games, Cornhole, look at all the stuff that happens in this community. And with the events, we also have the people. Episode 81, we have a unique guest for a unique situation. This gentleman reached out to us and said, Ventura Forward, you are doing great things in the community. Ventura Ford, your platform has made a difference and reached over the river to Oxnard. And people have been saying, you're getting popular in Camarillo. Uh, you're getting noise out in uh, Cam uh, Santa Paula and Fillmore. But Oxnard, our sister city, everyone knows that Ventura and Oxnard have such a special relationship divided by one river, the Santa Clara. And whether you're going Oxnard forward or Oxnard's already been doing their thing, I want to bring in somebody who's got the heart of Oxnard. We're working on a podcast. I did a little bit of research, 
But in today's interview, we're going to learn more about this individual and his strive and passion to get the communication in the city of Oxnard and the message out there supporting their entrepreneurs and their influence as well. So with no further ado, we're bringing in studio Tim Amoroso. Sir, how you doing? Hey, hey, guy. How are you? Doing good, doing good. So we talked a little bit in the green room about the Ventura Ford podcast. Mm -hmm. First off, have you listened to some of our podcasts before? How long have you been following the platform on Instagram? I did real fast go through a couple of them. I didn't even know there was a podcast. I just I saw things on social media, and you guys, uh, I mean, I'm always, like, looking for what can we do, our, our, our staff, what can we do for our community? And seeing somebody else stepping up in our community and, and doing it right, doing it by the people, for the people, and, and, and really being a voice for the voiceless, I think that is a, a beautiful thing. And that's what attracted me to you guys. Well, thank you for seeing that start of our passion. You know, we talk about Ventura Fords, about sharing the stoke. And if you listen to the podcast, you know it's an individual's passion to say that I love where I live. And Tim, you love, oh, yeah. you, you love Oxnard? Of course. You look, uh, uh, yes. Oxnard's at your heart, your core of your... Ventura County's at my core, my heart. And let's start there real fast. And we like to get a little introduction. Where were you born? How, how old are you? What's going on? So I was born in uh, 1982, which makes me 41. Um, I was born in the old St. John's Hospital in Oxnard. Uh, I, I went through the all of Oxnard and Wainimi school system. I, I graduated Wainimi High School, went to EO Green, Wainimi Elementary, um, I went to the military after that. I came home and started going to college, got interested in, in radio and pirated radio, uh, 89.7 KSSR, got in trouble. What year was that at? Uh, we started that in like 2008, 2009. So you come back home from the military, was it Navy, Army? Navy. How many years? 12. 12 years in the Navy? Yeah. So you saw some you saw some stuff in the Navy for twelve years. Yeah, I was there. Where were you stationed, and kind of what was your main duties? So I was stationed aboard the USS Nimitz. I was stationed aboard the U USS Ronald Reagan and uh, USS Carl Vinson. Uh, my home base was Point Magoo, so I got lucky. Um, but of course, you know you, you don't just stay there. You travel the world, and that's what I, exactly what we did. Travel the world, and I was a jet mechanic. Came home. After it was over, because I had a kid, you know, you can either be, I'm not trying to, to throw shade on military people, but you can either be a dad or you can serve your country. It's very hard to do both and mm. do it effectively. And I just couldn't see myself missing out on my children's, you know, ones, twos, and threes. So I had to leave. So you felt that, that military dad thing about moving your kids and your family around a lot was something that you came into a decision while your service was active. Yeah, so I was gonna sign another contract. Um, and I I was like, oh, you know, I was gonna be up in Point Magoo again. All right, let's see their schedule. Well, I'm gonna go to three tours in four years. I, you know how many years that is missing? Mm -hmm. Like at least you're 100% two years off the top. Not even mentioning like your workups and your training and working till three o'clock in the morning. Like you might be home, but you're not home. Even a great reminder of, again, the sacrifice that service members have to take, the commitment that it has to take. Did that come from your early family growing up? Because you said you grew up in Wainimi. You had the base around you. Were other family members also in the Navy? Or is that something like a passion that came from you as a young man to serve? So my dad, he's an awesome guy, right? He's an Italian dude from New York. 
Um, he says a lot of racist things. Uh, but he's not racist. He's just very, part, he's very outspoken. Part of the culture. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, I remember I was in sixth grade and I was just, or I was in, it was 1996. It was the U.S. Olympics and Dominique Mucciano, she was like 14 years old and she was doing backflips and then we're just watching it as a family and the commercial comes on and everyone leaves except for me and my dad. And he goes, hey, and I look over to, because he doesn't talk, Italian dudes don't talk. By the time you're 18, you better either been in the Olympics or the military or I'm going to disown you. And I was like, oh, okay, so I guess I'm joining the military because I have no skills. <laughs> no, there's no, no archery set in the backyard. Or... Yeah. Uh, the guy who spends no time with his kids. <laughs> so um, I, I just, I was like, that was my way. You know, my mom, she was caught up in the system with drugs and, uh, and I was living at home where my dad, he was, you know, very cold and drinking a lot and. I needed to find a way out. Like I needed to, like I, I was, I needed to find a way to survive. I felt. Um, How were you doing in school in high school as a student? You said the home life was. Uh, dude, I was going to be a priest. Okay. That's where I was headed. I was going to go in up until twelfth grade. Around February, I was going to join the the, sem uh, the seminary hmm. in Wainimi, St. John Seminary. Okay. And um, so I, that was my passion. I was like, in my whole life, all I've ever done is serve. I served mm -hmm. my, my, real, my church. Then I came back and served my country. And then when I came back from serving my country, I started serving my community. I like that. That's so it's, I only know is service. And you wanted to come home, too. You knew, too. You had your son. Yeah, uh, he was living. Living here. And how old is he now? He's 18. Okay. He's, he's actually joined the podcast, our podcast. He's an AV director. Really? I yeah. like that. So you came home, you got involved in it too, and you said you got involved in some communications with pirating radio. That's not, not a smart idea. Sound like Spence. You know something about pirating radio, huh? I worked at a pirate radio station in Simi Valley, 90.3 KCME. Yeah, and I went through. I had my third endorsed. I had license. So if you get caught doing that with a license, you really get in trouble because you know better because you took the test. But back then, nobody would hire me. So I got a I got a gig there. It was a free gig, but it was a fun gig. Mm -hmm. It was a blast, and we got to, they call AOR album oriented rock. We called it any old record because you could just go on and just throw it, play it, and uh, it was it was a blast. I was saying before the podcast that Motley Crue came into our studio all the time before they were famous. They were playing Wolf and Wrist Miller. They were playing all the clubs in L.A. and they were they would come out and uh, get on the radio with us. So it was good times. Pirate. I like that. We got Tim in studio again, episode number 81 here. So, Tim, you got out military. You committed yourself to your family. You're back home in Wainimi, and you have a passion for community to communicate, obviously. Well, I had a passion for myself. Okay. Like, I was like, oh, I love me, you know? That's good. <laughs> like, so what we can I do to— ego. Huge in Ventura <laughs> Forward. Huge egos here. I was like, so what can I do to get more attention and focus on me? Amen to the truth. <laughs> Amen. He wants to make money, too, folks. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, that was an initial, like, you know, I might have told, I, I've told this story before, but I never has been open and honest, but that was, a, that's the real thing. Like I was really about my own ego at the time. And we had this guy come in, his name is Jehu. His name's Taki now. He, he was, um, in the, I, I want to say, 
Nigerian war. Okay. He's from Nigeria, and he ended up. He was saying how his parents were diplomats, and they were getting run overrun, and he had to go and hide. He was away from them for like eight years, and they used they had to eat each other. They he was telling this story about like how they would have to kill these soldiers that were trying to kill them, and um, then he played a song and. Th- that was number one. I was like, man, you know, I was intentionally trying to bring him in so I can make myself look cooler. But then I was like, I want to be a beacon for these people. Mm-hmm. Something changed. And then I, we just started getting into music. And then I would just scream up and down. Ventura has the best music in the world. No one can touch us. And like, this is us. And like, I was just like, rah, rah. Like, let's go all in. We started the Ventura County Music Awards. We started, um, I mean, our city has so much talent, both mainstream and local. Mm-hmm. And if you're if you're walking down downtown, maybe not as much now, but because of COVID, sort of disrupted things, and people are hesitant to get back out. But right before, like, from our whole tenure doing this nothing but great music robot nature is another one um you know we, of course the nardcore scene yeah you have super duper kyle you have big bad voodoo daddy you have anderson pack i mean these are all uh chuck d uh you know even george christie's out here he's a hell's angel but he was also a music promoter hmm. um we all our community is so rich in that and so beautiful I I sort of switch my goal for me to to we. And I'm so I'm happy I did because I fell in love with you our community. I fell in love with our musicians. I fell in love with the way we live the way we live life because the way we live life in Ventura County is not the way people live in you know LA. It's not the way people live in San Diego. There's something special here and and we in you guys are trying to preserve it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Exactly right there. How do we bottle up that Ventura County culture, that vibe that everybody seems to want? You know, and then they come to LA, they come from LA, other places. We talk about don't LA Ventura. Mm-hmm. How do we find that acceptance from being welcoming? Because, of course, we talk about none of us being born, raised here. It's a traditionally Chumash land, right? We've all come here over the last couple hundred years and made this very unique, eclectic, diverse melting pot called America and Southern California. What about like telling the story though? I want to know where you're at now, right? What are you currently doing now in the community to further that mission? Is it the podcast and how can we get involved? Cause we've heard a lot of your stoke right now. We hear your passion. I love that. And, but where is it at right now in the music scene? How do we help you the most? And what are you currently working on? So right now, it took after COVID it felt the scene was different. The landscape had changed. Um, there was more, you know, uh, cover bands, uh, a little less like not in the hip hop so- side, but more in the rock alternative. There's less of that saturated in our town, original local music. So what we 
we were trying to just see where it lands and see how we can fit in, how can we help. But then we realized, like, oh, damn, we're going to have to do it again, brick by brick. So our bricks are, we're building a foundation. Mm-hmm. And we're going to slowly but surely use our platform to help send a beacon for local music. And if you like it, if you're interested, let's let's do it. Uh, we're going to have more shows at the Vent- at uh, the Ventura Theater, local shows for. In every show that we do, we dedicate or we give a portion of the proceeds um, to a charity. Like on the 13th of January, we did Autism Awareness, and we had uh, Raison Vano with Stefan Brigatti. We had uh, the Allegations. We had Fallen Saints. Um, Amongst others that were performing, and we raised you know over thirty one hundred dollars for charity. It, it, it might not seem like a lot, but guess what? On a Saturday, we all did that, and there's more. Whatever, if it's buying napkins, if it's buying pens and paper for that for their community, or or I, I don't know, but we are. That is what we had given to that charity. And we're going to do another one, Cancer Awareness. We had a member of our, our community who was in a music community who had cancer. And um, we're, going to, we're going to use his band on our platform um, and, and try to bring awareness. He almost died, dude. Mike from Bone Maggot. I'm not sure if you, the wow. lead singer of Bone Maggot, he had cancer, stomach cancer. He had a big mass in it. Mm. And, you know, me and him were very similar in age, and he almost died from that. So it's like, oh, damn, man, life is short. You know? Right. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, maybe as I'm sitting here thinking, too, what, what's the more current name for how would we find you on the podcast, on Instagram? What's the best way to reach out? So if you are a local musician or if you are, have any sort of passion for uh, music, reach out to either Tim at Tim Amoroso. T-I-M-A-M-O-R-O-S-O our podcast is Red Light District Show Um, and that we've been doing that since you know 2010 2009 Um, it's on uh, Instagram it is also on um, um, YouTube that's where our all our shows are on YouTube we also have um, our Red Light Media which used to be No Cover, if you know No Cover Magazine, that was our magazine, um, and we sort of had, uh, me and the partner for No Cover had a falling out, not nothing negative, it's just, you know, we see things differently, not politically, but uh, financially, and, and how we, I'm more, like I said, man, I, I've evolved as a human, I don't want to make money off of our community, I want to show light to it, and we were just going, he wanted to go down a road where we're having more ads in the magazine rather than putting more, like when I say more ads, we have a 20 page magazine. He wants four page, 14 pages of ads. Mm-hmm. Like we're not really doing much to help and I'm mm-hmm. okay with making money, but hey, we're just squeezing them and I don't want to do that. Let's do it from a place of love. And so yeah. we're going to build a new magazine, red light media magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also on YouTube as red light media with all of the, we have interviews from, Freaking everybody you can think of from Incubus to Bone Thugs and Harmony to Super Duper Kyle, you know, uh, Nombe. Every, we, we really try to reach out to those 
um, bigger bands to put on the cover so people read the mm-hmm. magazine to look for the smaller bands. I like this. This is all coming out of Oxnard, too, this Red Light magazine. i got to check this thing out. Spence, have you heard of it? I have not. Unfortunately, I'm ignorant, and that's my fault. <laughs> i got to search out things more. I can't just hide my... Yeah, we were talking on air this morning, which is Friday as recorded. I know you can listen to a podcast anytime. But we were talking about when's the last time you did something for the first time. And it's a crucial question to keep yourself alive, especially when you get old and you're looking at stuff. When's the last time you broke into a magazine that you otherwise would not have picked up? And when's the last time, you know, whatever it is that you did something, and this will be today, will be my, my first time to check all this stuff out because I, I do like music a lot. And I like a lot of music. Nice. I'll say I like music a lot and I like a lot of music. So um, I've listened to many things. When we get into the Oxnard music scene, how many different promoters, uh, advocates, do you feel like there are like yourself? Is there a huge amount of other Oxnard stuff going on? Is that a fair question? Um, I think that there are a couple people who are very like strong Oxnard. But I also think that there's a lot of people who are strong everywhere. Like as strong for Oxnard as for... Ventura County or Ventura or Thousand Oaks. Sure. Um, people that I know that are are working hard. Miss Alanette, she, she Alanette work. Yeah. yeah, she really advocates very hard for Oxnard, and I look at the things that she does, and I'm, I'm like, yes, that's that's my people, right? Those are people that that give back to our community, and I appreciate that. Um, there's uh, but there's a lot of people like Madface Marketing. They do a lot of uh, marketing or um, they do a lot of um, booking for music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't I think there's less than there used to be. Even oh Junior Davis, uh, Junior Leto, mm-hmm. um, he he also is uh, in Oxnard. Uh, he works at a radio station out there off the at the Oxnard College campus. And um, you know they're doing really good things there, so there's a, there's a community. Nice. It's not as strong as it as it once was, but hey, man, we just need brick by brick. So we'll get there. Give me a little more about this Nardcore thing too. I wasn't too familiar with Nardcore. What was going on in the history? Can you break it down real fast for me? Yeah. It's, so it's, it's a, funny. It's a punk scene, right? Yeah, it's a punk scene. It started, you know. In Oxnard, I have a Nardcore tattoo. Is that a Nardcore tattoo? Yeah, yeah. It is? Okay. So okay. what I love the most about having a Nardcore tattoo, for one, anybody that's like, oh, you're a poser. Guess what? I got the mayor of Oxnard, Tony Cortez, to vouch for me. I have it on. <laughs> he's uh, he's used to be from Ill Repute. Uh, and now he's in Robot Uprising. Tony Cortez, if you all know him. And hello, okay. Tony. Um, we had a, I got his permission. He said, yes. You've done so much for our community, then it's okay. But when you're at the store, people go, oh, my God, I love that band. Mm. Buddy, let's just let's start there. It's not There's not a person. They're not a people. <laughs> it's a community. It's a group of people. And we didn't know when we were growing up. Like we, I was really into punk rock. Man. That was, like, who I am internally. Right. And, 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 like, defy authority, uh, anti-establishment. That's just... You know, when I was growing up, I thought that was cool. So it's just a, a group of people who did their own group of music and ended up, you know, people you would travel to L.A. to go to a house party because that's the only thing that the only piece of 
Nardquid. There was no internet back in the 90s and early 2000s. So they were like, oh my God, we got to have this this in our lives. And people traveled to us. And, and we did so much for our music scene and so much for punk rock that now it's a staple in real modern day music. Like it is a thing. You go anywhere around the world, Nardcore is a is a thing. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know. I thought it was just our little like, oh, Nardcore. We're we made that up. It's a brand of music. It is. It's a brand of music. It did take me back too. So are you in essence like an original Nardcore groupie? Because you weren't playing music. I never played music. But you were, and I know groupie is a term that make me you know, think of the groupie for me. Well, like I probably a, a fanatic, would go down on some fanatic, of those guys. A fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? For all you narcor, so an original. A I love homie, yes. Um, homie, right? I used to. I used to. I felt like I was never a part of them mm-hmm. because I would always be like the weird kid because I was a little younger. Yeah. And I would always be like waiting for someone to tell me to leave. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and, and like if someone was like, like walking towards me, I would just walk away. I would be always afraid to be in that c- circle. But they're so friendly. No matter who you are, they want to em- embrace you in. But yeah, I would have to say, Maybe not original, but definitely I followed the crowd. I, I yeah, because you were music. a little younger, right? Because it came from kind of the the, the mid to late eighties. Yeah, and you're now you know this is mid nineties. So, so yeah, I was probably right? probably in the nineties. And what were a few of your favorite bands that were in hardcore back then that you would just like? Yes, your favorite. Oh, aggression, and leaps and bounds. That's just my all time favorite. Aggression. Okay. Yeah. Spence, we're getting some Oxnard music here. You love both Oxnard and music. Tim's bringing the information for you. What's happening over there? At KCME, we had Black Flag stop by a lot. So we had the uh, the jump. And L.A., people forget what L.A. did. And L.A. had the punk scene, which was very viable. You had X. And you had, like, Jello coming in. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cruz sang. And I don't know if you ever yeah. bumped into him in the, uh, the scene. Uh, he's been on our show. Yeah, he's a uh, he, great interview. Uh, a long time ago, he wouldn't remember me. But anyway, I digress as always. But we were in the middle of that. My problem was, you talk about, I was probably a week older than most of them, but I was an Allman Brothers fan. But I was open to all music. But I had long hair, and I was sort of an athlete. I was kind of muscled up. The complete opposite of every punker in the world. So when we were at the station at KCME, uh, Black Flag came in, and my buddy, who was a little younger, had long hair. And the guy said, let me shave your head. And he did right there, shaved his head. And that guy, uh, he transitioned at that moment. Good old JD. He's a great jock. And we were in, involved in that. So I would get to go see, I know the plasmatics were a little showy and weird. But I saw a lot in the scene. But you talk about feeling out. I'm wearing a plaid amongst a bunch of punkers. All the girls were wearing their um, different plaids. And it was really funny. But what I really liked about it was the energy and really the the political thuggery mm-hmm. about it. These guys and gals were there to stir stuff up. And that was it. That was the end of the game. And I really, really appreciated that. Also being a Neil Young fan. <laughs> Neil was one of the original punkers because he was three chords noise and protest. And I appreciated what they brought into it. And some people would, because I will tell you, I was at shows where the show would begin and it would end. And the whole thing was like, what the hell did I just hear? And it was nothing but energy. It was great. 
So I wasn't on the Nardcore scene at all, but I had heard about it. But I was over the hill at Madame Wong's and some of the places that were uh, in L.A. at the time. It was great. And, that, and that's what I'm channeling right now is that stoke of what punkers used to be. It wasn't just music, but there was a mission behind the lyrics. They were getting things across. They were moving society. They were talking politics. That's what I want to see our music scene get back to here in Oxnard and Ventura. We talk about paid parking, water projects, whether it be drought, culture, history, Father Sarah's statue be removing, whether you're for or against, we've got political, social issues going on, and can the music scene take effect now? Tim, you vibing what I'm saying there? Dude, okay. It's, now I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm going to preface this by saying, we're Ventura County, we're in Ventura, I would have to say most of us are liberal, right? I mean, in, in, in the town. Okay. I mean, maybe up until the, this past election. However, I've always leaned that way. And and when when we were in that whole 2020 situation and there's a lot of political unrest happening, it seemed like those like everyone who was anti-establishment went totally for establishment, mm-hmm. telling me to get a vaccine, telling me to Even Neil Young did that. He flipped yeah, he pulled he, his music from, from Spotify, Spotify yeah. because of the uh, the thing and that he dropped a grade when he did that. But who, like, we cannot villainize somebody if they feel that it's wrong. Yeah, I listen, I get it. I, I get that there are uh, dummies on both sides who be extreme, but we can't lump everybody in and, and give somebody, just because they're anti-establishment, doesn't make them racist, doesn't make them, um, you know, less of a human. And it felt like, for the first time in my life, being anti-establishment was the, I felt that it was, it was wrong, because mm. I, I felt shamed mm-hmm. from our community, I mean, from people in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, it, it, I was so confused because my whole life I was like anti-anti, and then the people that were teaching me and throwing that up are now saying, go, go, go. So what changed? Yes, I love it. A new anti-establishment got recreated after the pandemic. You got kids, a job, and a mortgage. I can see that. And I can see Ventura Forward being somebody who really hit a chord in that middle area. Mm. We talked about it. And music can be the voice of that. right? Music, what's the one universal language across every nation and every tribe in the history of time? It's always been music, not language. So as we think about new adventures, new ways to communicate let's use music let's use red light let's use existing things in ventura we do a lot here in ventura we got ray fresco on our beach we're bringing jaden secor we're working Jayden. With, we're going with guy martin guy. Yeah, we're working, working with uh grigsby grigsby is a yeah, big i know guy. him you know grigsby they've all been on our show everybody you mentioned has been on our show really yes so and grigsby listened to us with his uh dad when he was a youngster and i just saw grigsby the other night shout out griggs at the julian marley show he, he had one of his videos go viral. Yeah. Did you see it? Point at the, the map. Ventura? Point at the map. I think He's got a song called Point at the Map. Yeah. Was that one or a different one that went viral? No, he had not one of his songs, but his video. Oh, I'm yeah. from Ventura. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was Did funny. you see that one? Yeah. Like, it went, I mean, over 20,000 people. Yeah, it was funny. Liked it. It was, was a good one. I liked it was really he, good. Him and his mom. He said to his mom when his mom said, we're from Ventura. We're going to go to Corrales and 
Cafe de Soria. Yeah. Call it real Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the best because goes, Mom, you can't say that. Which canales <laughs> are there's two of them? Yes. Or dare you want to say Maggie's the original on the end. Yeah, All three. We're getting deeper in this Ventura Ford podcast. And with these gentlemen in studio, we got Isaac, we got Tim, and we can see why they reached out to Ventura Ford. We can see how we're sharing that stoke of the 805 of Ventura County, agreeing to be able just to put your hand in the air and say, I love my hometown, and then we move forward from there. And I can guarantee you, when you do that, you have more to bond with. We talk about the 80-20 rule in most all existences. If you can agree 80%, you're going to be BFF. If you can go beyond 80%, now we've got real community to grit something big and over the top. And after these last few years, we know the youth, the seniors, and most importantly, the, dare I say, Generation X is looking to build those bridges together. And we build bridges together, we move it forward farther. And we're going to move this forward farther, creating opportunity. So however you see yourself getting involved, whether you're like Tim, who says, I don't want to make a lot of money, I've got my stuff established, I'm doing my thing, and I'm here to help the community, that's cool. Maybe you're down and you're out, and you've got community to give, but you need to make money. Let yourself be heard and tell your story, and then we can help you influence, we can help you grind, or we can help you find a voice, because everybody in Ventura County is there somewhere. Maybe you're a teacher, maybe you've done your thing, and you're a biologist, but yet you feel like you don't have a voice with the union at a meeting. We got your back. Maybe you're a city official, and you can't get things you want to get done, you need someone to talk to at a meeting, we got your back there. Maybe you're a little person with a voice, a senior, living in a, in a mobile home somewhere, and your rent's going up, and your fees are going up. we got a voice for you, too. So reach out any voice you can. Tim was bringing in his unique voice that you know he's now in our corner as well. So the podcast grows, Ventura Forward grows, and Spence's opinion about me grows as well. That's right. I got Grig Grigsby up <laughs> on the big screen. Here. Yeah. You want to pull you a little Grig? Right okay. You know what? You want to just hear it for play, a while? Play a little Grigsby, then we'll give a chance for Tim to close us out in the podcast. Okay, here we go. This is uh, from YouTube. Grigsby, point at the map. You'll get a date with that song. That's cool. That's very, very nicely done. And remember, the other side of it is everything doesn't have to be throwing a chair at somebody. You know, every once in a while you can you can go like that. And that's why I appreciate the music. Think of the guy who wrote Heart of Gold and Fucking Up. 
Oh, that's right. It's Neil Young. Drink. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, the kid's great. He performed that at the uh, at uh, the restaurant at the Santa Paula Airport Friday night. He did like six songs, oh. and it was fantastic. Really? I mean, it was it was just great live on the mic, and and the kid's good, and that's the kind of talent we have here. And it's great that we can span the globe from that to uh, you know, a lot of great blues players out here. Uh, there's a lot of good. Colby Calais. I don't know if you ever yeah. saw her. Uh, she came to our station when she was first getting a you know, out of Thousand Oaks. Leg up. Yeah, out of uh, T.O. And uh, she played, you know, a lot in the Ventura area. And uh, she was just one of those people that also broke out. Kind of the light. I, I don't want to say she's got great lyrics, but it's OK to like different stuff. It mm -hmm. really is. I think that's essential. What's and awesome is that I ran into him at, at the local Vons on, on Victoria, and uh, I went up to him. He was just on the podcast, and I was like, dude, it's so awesome to see you. It's it's it was, it's was funner to see you in the community, like just bumping into you. It gives you a, a, how close we are, you know what I mean? And I was like, your things are awesome. Like, I can't wait to get you back on. He's like, dude, it was so much fun to have you on the podcast. I'm like, this is, what, this is the message we're trying to do, you know what I mean? Bring community, bring music, and it's just fun to see it when you're out there and you run into these people, you know? It just it's just really cool to see that. Yep, I'm all in. It's good. I think he, it was one of his first per live performances was was with us. He was nervous. Yeah, he was really nervous. Yeah. I gotta get on this podcast, Spence. Friday night, huh? Friday night at nine, eight or nine o'clock. Whatever you want. Seven, eight, nine, six, whatever. Whatever you whatever is good for you guys, let's go. All right, let's get it going over there. We're gonna invite it over to the podcast, Spence. Wanna hear some music. I oh, want to hear what's local to you. You, you want, to, want me to bring a good guest, too? Oh, yeah, always. All I, right. I like, I'll um, make sure that you guys are taken care of. Oh, again, yeah, I, treatment um, for Ventura Forward. Huh? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, boys, we appreciate you coming in today. Tim, give us maybe a word uh, before you depart here. Well, um, if I can give anybody, uh, I'm not nobody, I, but I've been around the block for a few times. Um, if there's anything you want to do, just do it. That's it. Just do it. If it's a band, who gives a crap? Just start it. If it's a, a business, go and get it. There's the problem with a lot of uh, you know younger people now is they're afraid to take the first step. You're gonna have to eat a bunch of crap sandwiches, and if you love it enough, if it's worth enough for you, then you have to start it. You at least take your first step and be sorry at it. You have to be shitty. You're not gonna just be this great person all of a sudden. It's, it takes steps. Go and be shitty for a little bit, and we'll support you until you're ready to find your own. That's it. Get it. The Red Light District dudes are doing it straight up. Check out their podcast on platforms. Tim Oteroso brought it in here again. He's sharing that stoke. It was meant to be. He reached out to me. We reached out together. We brought him on the podcast. Absolutely legend growing right here about supporting people in the community. The Stoke grows in the 805. Ventura forward. Dare we see Oxnard forward to Spence. You have a good time. Had a great time. All right, everybody. Until next week, that Ventura forward podcast. Let's go. Let's go.